Happy Tuesday and welcome to a beautiful day here in uh, Indiana, besides uh, the fact that we are all stuck at home. But we have you covered another exciting edition of Inside Franklin Athletics. We have for you today, fantastic guest, a legend in Franklin Community High School, Franklin College. We have a 1994 graduate of Franklin Community High School, football's all-time leading passer with over 45,000 passing yards. He threw 127 touchdowns, just two interceptions. He was fifth runner-up for Mr. Football in 1994. He played basketball, third point scorer of all time at Franklin Community High School, 2,300 points, 12th in field goal percentage, second in rebounding with over 3,700 rebounds in his career. He played baseball for Franklin Community High School for three years, where he led the team in strikeouts, fielding air percentage, uh, thrown out stealing and hit by pitch. So at least he was taking it for the team there. He did run track for one year where he was the school record holder in the 100, 200, 800, 3200 shot put and is second in the long jump. He played college football at Franklin College, where he graduated in 1999. He scored 100 and, or he had, I'm sorry, 16 three-pointers in one intramural basketball game at Franklin College. He also ran track where he still holds the record in pole vaulting. We have with us the legendary Benji Betts. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, some of those stats may be a little inflated. Um, really? That's, maybe maybe more than just a little, especially those baseball and basketball ones. I like to pride myself myself on my research, but if you say so, you lived it. So. The, the, the two interceptions, though, I can confirm they, those were tip balls. <laughs> Absolutely, Benji. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, how is quarantine twenty twenty treating you? Oh well, man, you are. Uh, I guess give some people some background on what your job is right now. And okay. I am a principal at Whiteland Community High School in Johnson County. And uh, we'll let and, it slide uh, for this podcast. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, man. Uh, uh, and uh, so working in a building, um, over 100 staff members that are certified teachers, 150 plus just um, uh, staff members in general, and uh, 2,000 kids. Uh, it, it has been uh, probably the busiest three weeks of my life um, as an administrator. Um, but I tell you what, um, I'm, I'm proud of our kids. I'm proud of our school and I'm proud of our community up there and and uh, and uh, wouldn't ask for anything else. Um, amazing things going on and, and we're trying to do things and reimagine things that we're doing for kids uh, on the fly as we all are. And uh, just can't thank all of them up there if they're tuning into this, which I'm not sure if they will or not. Um, but if they do, hopefully they hear how much uh, I'm proud and, and how much I appreciate all the hard work they're putting in and, and, and everything they're doing to do what's best for kids in our community in Whiteland. That's awesome. Um, so how, how are you handling it? How is your wife handling it? How are your kids <laughs> handling you being home all the time? Um, it's probably not fun being the kid of a high school principal um, during this time and of, uh, you know, my wife, also a Franklin High School graduate, uh, top five in her class. I won't tell you where I finished in my class. It was not the top five. That's um, why we didn't talk about it on this introduction. <laughs> um, but uh, she was a great student. She has a very difficult uh, and uh, job that she works uh, in insurance with Anthem Insurance and uh, 
Um, she and I both have probably worked so much lately that it's uh, uh, our kids may have gotten a little bit of free pass here and there because we're uh, doing what we can to keep our jobs in line. Um, but uh, the kids are doing great with it. Um, the the school corporation in Franklin has done a good job setting everybody up and uh, our kids have jumped right in and done the things they need to do and, and probably hate us being on their tails so much. Apologize in advance. The Great Danes uh, talking to everybody on the podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get in a little bit uh, while I can. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're done talking about this virus. We're, uh, we want to talk about what we're Good. all here for and what everyone's here to hear about. And that is you and your athletic prowess. So I don't know about uh, all that. So, we'll get some good stories about a lot of people. <laughs> that's what we're going for. So you started, uh, what sports did you play growing up and kind of how did you get involved in playing in playing sports? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think as a kid in Franklin, when I was growing up, everybody played Little League Baseball. Everybody played basketball at the Boys and Girls Club. Everybody was playing, um, you know, put into football. I, I wanted to play football. I think it was first grade maybe and, and talking my mom and dad and letting me go down and play football. And, and then after one year, no one saying I didn't want to do anymore. My mom getting so mad at me and making me go play again. Um, and, uh, 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 you know, just the community atmosphere of it all and playing baseball uh, in the little league fields and the, in the football fields where they were. And, and all of that was just such a cool thing. And it just continued all the way through my time um, in school as well. Once you got with buddies and you met and you were with those kids that played all the other sports with you um, in school, you just kept going and uh, built those relationships with friends growing up and, and, and continued on in middle school or elementary school, really with, with the uh, basketball we used to do there and then middle school and high school and, and, and it was just phenomenal time, and and I would never trade it for the world. Yeah, that's so. Was kind of. Um, did you play any other sports besides like the basketball, baseball, and football growing up, or were those kind of? I don't had soccer really didn't start taking off until a little bit. No, it know. didn't. Um, but th no, those were the main ones. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you know, you 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 just kind of went from one to the next to the next, and uh, it was what we did back then. And even as little kids. Um, coming through the the boys and girls club with those programs, you just you just went from you know kind of like baseball in the summer, right into football, then right to basketball, and then a couple days, you know, maybe a few weeks, month off in between all those, and you go back to signups again and go do it all over again. Yeah. Did you ever did you ever win a little league championship in any? Of I'm not going to brag too much about the Reds t-ball prowess that we had. Um, <laughs> Uh, but we we did uh, one of my favorite memories uh, in little league, um, and I've got a good uh, bantam league story too for that. Uh, we we won a bantam league title uh, with a guy named Fred Anderson, a local legendary bantam league coach for uh, for, for those people that are my age. And uh, uh, we won a little we won a little league bantam title in football with some really fun kids and 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 a great coach that really made me fall in love with the game of football. But we had a a baseball team I was involved with. Uh, I remember we didn't win one single game in the regular season, not one. And we ended up winning the tournament somehow and got a big trophy at the tournament, not winning a game at all all season long and somehow pull off like four wins in the tournament. I don't think anybody saw it, let alone us. That's like Bad News Bears or Major League yeah. right there. That's I can fantastic. tell you, Chad, we were probably worse than the Bad News Bears. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Maybe everybody underestimated us. 
Now, you guys were like the original nobody believes in us team. That's what your coach did. He just got you. Nobody <laughs> believed in us. And you're probably all sitting there like, yeah, I don't either. There's no yeah, way. We didn't either. <laughs> we didn't either. Timmy we doesn't even have much place to run to. We were excited for the pizza at the end of the season and the, and the trophy, probably. <laughs> probably still in my mom's attic somewhere. <laughs> um, so how have you as growing, you know, coming, growing up and then getting into schools and education and everything, mm -hmm. how, how have you seen it change just in going? Because it's kind of, you know, like yeah. you said, you'd go football to basketball. And probably when you started basketball, you really probably hadn't touched a basketball uh, or played necessarily a game since maybe over the summer when you were just messing around with your friends. So how have you seen that change? Yeah, I think, you know, for, for me growing up, um, it was, it was kind of that process, you know, even, even though we may be in football season, you know, living in it, we lived in, uh, uh in middle school and part of my high school years, we, we lived up in the North end here in Franklin and there's the park up there. And, and so we would ride our bikes to the park, even during football season. And we would go play basketball and pick up, you know, we'd play pickup basketball. As long as your fingers were, were, were not numb from the cold you played and, you know, until mom and dad told you you had to come home. And, uh, um, and even during football and baseball and track seasons, we probably still did that. Um, you know, I'm not going to say we didn't sneak into gyms and schools and, and do that until we got kicked out because we did. Because um, it, yeah. it was always, oh, yeah, you're right, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you can get a group of buddies together and go shoot some hoops, it was a phenomenal time. Um, but, you know, when, when you look at what we have today, and, 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 and I've, I've seen lots of kids this way, there's so much more specialization. Um, so many kids don't do the three sports and 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 do that and and I'm not sure which one's better or which one's worse. I, you know, you, you read stuff and and I've read some books on this as well that, that the kids that get those experiences in multiple sports tend to be the better athletes. But I don't know if it's true or not. It's you know, um, I'm sure there are some phenomenal kids that do one and and some that just you know are phenomenal that do all of them as well. Yeah, that's. It's kind of interesting just to see how much it's changed and how how the the sports and the specialization has come around to that. But mm -hmm. um, okay, so you go, uh, you went to what what elementary school did you go to? Northwood Owls. We got the fight song memorized still and everything, man. You can't forget it. <laughs> what's what's the fight song? Oh, you're gonna do that to me, aren't you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll do it, man. You ready? Let's hear it. We are from Northwood. Northwood are we. We never lose our pep ability. Ra ra ra. We do our best to pass the test. We are the Northwood Owls. O W L S. O W L S. Go Owls. Pep ability. Pep ability. It's it, it's in there. You you can find it. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. Okay, so uh, you're there, and then you go to to middle school, Custer Baker, yep. and uh, probably start getting a little bit more serious into the yeah. athletics and and football and everything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, just talk about your middle school time and how did you become the quarterback? Oh, that's uh, who knows. Uh, you know, I I, I think uh, you know, growing up as a kid, I wanted to be Joe Montana. I held on to that uh, held on to that dream uh, for quite a while. Um, and, uh, you know, always loved the guy growing up, but, uh, going to middle school, not, I don't know. You, you just played sports. It's what we did. I didn't know if I wanted to play football or basketball. I knew I liked football. Um, I wasn't the biggest kid in middle school. I was, uh, pretty small until, uh, about eighth grade year. And I grew about eight inches in my eighth grade year. Um, it was, I went from five, four to six foot during that year. Uh, but your and, parents uh, loved that. What's that? Bet your parents loved that. 
It, it, I know. I think they absolutely hated every minute of it because I whined because of how bad my body hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but you know, trying to figure out that that's a weird time for a kid. You know, if you grow that much, you, your your body doesn't work like you expect it to. And and uh, I was always uh, like a B team marginal type of kid. Uh, and and then uh, after that eighth grade year, maybe my seventh grade year. Um, was the first year they started doing a, like like a summer school weights and conditioning program with uh, uh, Steve Foster did that yep. for us in middle school back then. And I think I got to be one of the first kids that got to do that and uh, uh, dove into it. I had no clue what I was doing, but figured, hey, maybe it's a way to get stronger because I was uh, started high school at 6'1 and 135 pounds. Not, not your typical ideal athlete. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, that's a runner's build right there. And I was not that either at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to we get to high school. You get to Franklin High School and uh, you start playing um, just your freshman year. You know, how was the adjustment um, if you know, because you graduated in 94. So you would have mm -hmm. been there like with especially with basketball and football programs that they would have had the uh, Matt Pinnock. Um, they would have had uh, Richard Jordan. Um, yep. legendary Bill Doty, uh, was in there. So guys right. like that, and there was a pretty big, was there anyone in particular who kind of helped you along the way or there, there were tons of people. I mean, I mean, I, I remember, um, coming in and, and being terrified, um, you know, cause you're, you are, I was a lanky, skinny, uh, freshman, not knowing what in the world was going on and, and hoping I could be a part of some of these football uh, some of these athletic programs. And, uh, um, the great thing I loved about my experience in, in high school with athletics is there were always older kids who gravitated towards us younger kids and helped us understand what it meant to be a part of Franklin athletics. Um, they always said, Hey, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Here's how we do things. And not only in their words, but also by example. And I remember, uh, you know, that freshman year of football, you know, that first sport you get into in the school year, I don't think we won a game my freshman year. We There were only about 13 of us. We, we, we were not very good. Um, and uh, um, But we saw these older kids who were having success and um, uh, you know, winning football games. And, and you finally got to dress when it got to sectional time. You got to dress with the varsity team. Um, and I'll never forget the very first snap I ever took as a in practice as a freshman quarterback, I take the snap and a guy named Joe Brockman playing uh, nose tackle. Uh, brothers Fred Brockman, a couple of years younger, was a great tight end at Franklin High School um, and basketball player. Take the snap, and I don't even know if I took one step to, to turn around before he was on me and going, hey, Betsy, how you like being with the varsity team? And, I, you know, again, I'm a skinny guy, and Joe's a – you know, probably two, two, 225, 240, 250. I don't know what he was to me. He was the biggest man I'd ever seen in my life. And uh, I'm on the ground going, Hey Joe, thanks man. You know, I, I don't know what to say. Cause I'm, I'm just getting pummeled. And, uh, uh, body's broken. yeah, like I can't breathe. I don't know if my ribs are still intact. Um, but, uh, you know, then he pops up, grabs me, says, Hey, you're going to be all right, kid, you know, get back in there. And, uh, uh, I learned how to get out from center a lot quicker after that one play. <laughs> and, and, you know, then you move into basketball season, and, and those were times when we were winning sectionals. And uh, um, just watching the older guys play and going to open gyms in summer and, um, you know, seeing guys like Rich Jordan. When I was a young – when I was a middle school kid, my mom is a uh, teaching assistant and still works in the school corporation. And, and some of those guys – 
would would that my mom helped would come by the house or uh, would see us. And I remember guys like uh, Sean Packer. I don't know if that name is familiar yeah. to uh, Rich Jordan, Mike McDuffie. Um, McDuffie, that was the I was trying to talk. Yeah. I was asking Dodi. I remember him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys would show up to our house, and I just remember being around them, and they were just good kids. Uh, that would uh, that I got to go to games and see, and, and then you'd go to open gyms, and a lot of those older guys would still come back and and play with us at open gyms. And uh, um, but then just seeing guys, you know, another guy, Brady Laurie was a guy around that time, um, and and watching those guys play and 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 watching them do the things they did. Jeff Phillips in basketball. Um, gosh, I know I'm probably forgetting so many names, but those are the guys that I remember. Um, and some guys that I had to go against in basketball that then also helped me and you learn from um, and then went on to baseball and, and just loved baseball practice. I probably don't remember everybody in baseball because I think I just went because I like practice. It was baseball's the most fun practice, man. <laughs> go shag some fly balls, take some infield, do some BP situations. Stand there a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's the best practice ever. <laughs> um. So as you I mean, as you went along, then was that was that something that you know, you were able to see, hey, I remember seeing these guys as I watched mm -hmm. it. And then so was that able to kind of help you uh, when you were an athlete, when you were a junior and senior to help the younger kids and also to kind of um, remember like seventh and eighth graders sitting there watching you and just saying hi yeah. and giving them a five or anything like that? Did, did that something you remembered? You know, one of the coolest things I think ever about uh, uh, being a high school and, and even a college athlete um, was after those games, you know, at the old Franklin High School, the middle school now, when you'd walk out of those gates back to the locker room, kids would run down there and want to uh, high-five you. You know, it, it, it was so strange to me as a high school athlete, but then I started to remember I did the same thing when I was a kid. Mom and dad would let me go down at the end of the game to, to go run by that spot. And I was like, hey, it's it's kind of awesome to see this now. And you get to high-five a kid and, and and hopefully do that and, and, and let them know how much fun it is to do these things and hopefully – show them that that um, you want to see them there eventually. Um, I, I mean, when I was a kid in middle school, all I wanted to do was play for Roger Dodson, uh, who was the football coach at that time. And uh, um, when I finally got the opportunity to do that, I, 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 it was almost like you don't know what to do when you're actually doing it. You're trying to figure it out. You're like, hey, that's the guy I've always wanted to play for and, uh, um, and, and love doing it. And uh, um, hopefully was able to let other kids know as I went through that, you know, we always high five and we always – Work uh, at that point in time when we were in high school, we always worked summer camps with little kids um, for football and basketball and baseball too. And I don't know if they still do that or not, but we had so much fun working with those little kids as athletes too. Yeah. Did you have some chess? No, no. Oh. Uh, so you're you're in uh, you're in high school. Mm -hmm. um, you've started your freshman year now. Um, when did you start uh, on football? When did you kind of take over the reins? So that I was not a very smart kid. Um, I decided to, to play quarterback and strong safety. And there was here, – here's someone else who was kind of formative for me is, is there was a guy named Jeremy Wettstein who yeah. was ahead of me. Jeremy was an all-state football player. Um, so I got to watch quite a bit of him playing. Um, was he both positions? He was the same position as me on both sides of the field. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, exactly, Chaz. Terrible, terrible choice on my part. Um <laughs> And a phenomenal athlete. I've never seen anyone be able to do with some of the things that he did. And, and so I had to ride my time and 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 and, and wait for my spots. Now the uh, the funny thing is, we had a kid uh, that that um, was playing tight end named Chris Williams. He got hurt my junior year, and they 
uh, Dodson, I remember coming to me going, Betts, we need you to play tight end. And I was like, oh, my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. And uh, it ended up – I played one game, I think. And uh, so so here's some stats for you, Powers. Oh, yeah, need to write them down. Uh, Wettstein is the quarterback. I think the very first play he, they called for me, we were playing, I believe it was – was it Burbuff? Maybe Burbuff. I don't remember the team, but it would, they called a play. It was a pass play to me, and I run, and I don't get my head turned around. All I remember is the ball coming by, and I could hear it, and it barely missed me. And I was like, okay, I got to get my head around quicker. <laughs> and uh, two catches, two touchdowns that game. And, and I probably all, all Wettstein, all Wettstein puts it up there for me to go get, and I got lucky. And uh, uh, um, that was my first ever starting experience, not even at uh, – um, at quarterback, it was at tight end my junior year, and then I got to take over my my senior year. Um, and uh, the 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 great thing about that junior, year, I played half JV and I played some varsity here and there. Um, we went undefeated as a JV team, which was probably one of the most fun years I think I had ever had with a group of guys that were some of the juniors, some of the or some of the. Oh no, wait, that was sophomore year. Sophomore year was when we went undefeated. <laughs> Sorry, because I forgot the guy named a couple of guys, Brad Stafford, and some of those guys were playing the with us there and uh, uh, we went undefeated. And then that junior year getting to play a little bit of both and uh, uh, getting in there some, but finally got up to take over my senior year and play both positions. Did you uh, catch any other passes besides those two? Uh, none on purpose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whether it was a batted ball back or on a uh, defense, I got to uh, uh, get a couple interceptions here and there. And uh, <laughs> but uh, those were the only two that were ever intended for me. Well, three that were intended for me. One that almost took my head yeah, off. Yeah, head. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're playing, you're playing basketball, you're playing or football and basketball. Mm -hmm. So how's basketball going at this this time too? Basketball's good. Uh, you know. I'm not a great basketball player. Um, I remember um, Coach Hall gave me the nickname of Hacksaw. I was given five fouls, and I was to use them. Um, <laughs> um, yes, yes. That, that, that walk out like this. No, I should have. Um, so I, I was a defensive guy. I, I was to pass the ball. Probably told not to shoot, if I remember. Um, but uh, defense and rebounds and uh, hustle. Those were my. Uh, my, my calling cards, I hope. And uh, there were plenty of other guys that could shoot real well. Guys like Bart Hunter and uh, Brian McMillan and Brad Mossberg and uh, uh, Matt Bennett and some of those guys that played with us and Matt Hall and um, uh, Adam Yunt, those guys that were great shooters and good players. And I, I, I needed to stay out of the way. <laughs> so you uh, now did you guys did did they win sectionals when you were there in basketball? This is a tough one. Powers. My bad. It's, it's all right. They did until I started playing. Um, <laughs> I think there was a three-peat going on until my junior year, and then we ran into Tony Lips and Ryan Glidden and Matt Ford, those guys up at Whiteland. I think I remember – I think I was at one of those games. Great. We, we lost in overtime to that team, and uh, it was a phenomenal game to be a part of. And then we lost to Center Grove my senior year. Uh, on a last second shot as well in sectionals. And uh, uh, one of those things never got to win the high school basketball uh, sectional title um, and uh, uh, had some great guys we played with. And I know probably all of us still forget those things and, or remember those things and would like to forget them. <laughs> now, did you, was one of those games where someone, one of the teams held the ball for a really long time? Do you um, that one might've been center Grove. I don't remember that 
as well. I feel like I, was at I, was a, I think the Whiteland game was a high scoring game because we were both, we ran, we fast break, we would do fast break and we would go. Um, and then the, the center Grove game, they were a little more methodical because we, we had a pretty athletic team. If I remember right, 10 out of the 12 guys on the team, my senior year could dunk, which was nice. pretty awesome. Were um, you one of them? Yes. Uh, I, I was just a straight on dunker, nothing fancy. Um, never got to do it in a game. Uh, uh, but, uh, was able to be a part of the first ever slam dunk competition in Indiana and lost to Dan Dugan out of Indian Creek. <laughs> now, can you still dunk today? That's the I question. Can touch the rim, but I cannot. Uh, that thing, that, I don't know, in the, la in the last 20 years, they've raised the rim, it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was, do you remember your first dunk? Like just messing around, dunking, or anything like that? So, always in practice, there, there we had a, uh, this will bring back some memories for some people. We had a, uh, uh, a trainer named Karen Lerman. I don't know if you remember her or not, Powers. I do um, not. Uh, and she had this sticky stuff in, that she would use to tape, like the pre-wrap stuff for her ankles when she would tape them. Uh -huh. And we would go in and put it on our hands so we could palm the ball. And we would then go out to practice and get our hands stuck on that ball and jump up and, and try to dunk it. And so I'm sure it was in practice you know, sophomore, junior year, when you finally get that one in and, and you're ecstatic because you've been trying to do that forever. <laughs> um, okay, so you're you're on this basketball team. It's a good team. Mm -hmm. um, you guys are, are playing hard. You're playing well. You're, you know, you've got a good culture mm -hmm. established. How important, like, was that to you to play with all your friends um, and to establish that and just to kind of carry on the tradition that it, that it, that was the Franklin Athletics? You, you know, it, it was it was so cool, and, and I th there is probably no other experience like high school sports, um, mm -hmm. playing with your buddies um, that you've grown up with, and then you know you kind of get stuck with that group of kids that are in your same grade. Then you get to high school, and you get with these guys that are a little older, these guys that are a little younger, and you build relationships with them. When you're going to practices every day, every day with the same guys, and you know sweating and. Um, banging into each other and, and you get frustrated with each other, but at the same time you go into the game and it's like, Hey, we're here for each other. And, and, and we give everything we have. It was, it was always the most, the culture piece of it, I think was always the most important. I mean, I remember them letting us listen to music before we warmed up for basketball practice before actual practice started. I think we always put the beastie boys tape in license to ill was the one we always went with. Um, there was there were guys in the in the uh, uh, stands at football games that would have music uh, going, uh, bring a boombox and hold it up, and 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 the fans cheering, and 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 um, the the places we played at, in at the old high school in Franklin were just the culture in the for the players in the uh, in the community. I don't know of any other place I've ever seen like that. Um, and, and it was probably one of the best things. And I think probably the most important things for what we did athletically. Yeah. So um, talk to us about your baseball career. <laughs> that, that That's very, putting it very kindly powers. Very, very kindly. <laughs> Here for you, Benji. <laughs> um, I played baseball uh, poorly um, up to my junior year. Uh, and uh, we had a legendary coach at the time at Franklin Community High School, Noel Hemminger, uh, went on to become the AD and uh, um, played up until my junior year. After the junior year, um, uh, Coach Hemminger always had a meeting with each player to uh, uh, talk to us about our future and where we went. And, and uh, I hope he's OK with me telling this story. It's 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 one of my favorite stories. He, he brought me in and said, uh, uh, Benj, uh, what are your plans moving forward? And I was like, well, coach, you know, I'm 
going to football camp this summer and uh, went to Bishop Dullahan every year and uh, said, uh, I'm going to go uh, work on playing quarterback and, and defensive back. And he goes, well, you can't hit a curveball. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> can't do it. I was Pedro Serrano. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, curveball moves a lot, man. <laughs> and uh, That's said, for your hair. You just need to warm up the bats. Yes, I had the hats for the bats. I should have gotten them. Um, and he says, uh, you're going to have to go learn to hit a curveball or you're not going to play varsity as a senior. And I said, coach, I'm okay with that. My my dad always said as long as I was playing sports, I didn't have to get a job. And I was doing everything I could not to get a job. Um, and, he, and I remember coach saying, okay, Benji, let me tell you it this way. He goes, I talked to Coach Hall. I'd love to have you run track. So I got invited by the baseball, the <laughs> baseball coach to go run track my senior year. And uh, I've never forgotten it. And I always give Coach Hemminger a hard time when I see him. And uh, he just laughs at me. And, and uh, it was probably the best decision for he and I both. And uh, I can never thank him enough for inviting me to go run track. Now, how did you uh, did you just kind of laugh when he said that and take it? And you're like, yeah, probably right. Or I mean, I think I just went, oh, all right, coach. I'll go talk to Coach Hall. I think that was the end of our conversation. I think I got up and we were done. <laughs> you know, I, I can't blame him. Those guys that were behind me. When you think of those baseball players, you you, you had Randy Phillips went to the uh, went went to the show. Brian McMillan goes and plays Major League Baseball. You got all these guys that were phenomenal baseball players. I was not that guy. Um, so he was probably trying to get those guys as many innings and as many much play time as he could. And uh, uh, I, I just was like, all right, I don't have to get a job. I'm going to go run track. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so your senior year, we're going to let's let's kind of go over your senior sure. year here a yeah. little bit. Um, you've got football. It's the Wetstein, <clears throat> Wetstein or Stein? Stein, Wetstein. Wetstein is gone. Yep. Um, it's your show. Yeah, um, you're starting it. So, kind of just talk to, take us through your senior year of football. Terrified, terrified to start out. Absolutely terrified. Don't want to screw it up. We've got a great tra tradition of winning seasons. We've got a great tradition of the guys that have shown us what to do. Um, we've got, you know, when you look at the the people who I'm going to say as coaches. Um, you're going to go, those are legendary names, at least in my mind, at Franklin Community High School, and and you don't want to disappoint them more than anything in the world. Um, and, and you know that the, you know, even in the in the mid-90s football games, it was, it's a, the community comes to it. Um, and uh, you run out there for that first game. Uh, luckily for us, it was at, I think, at Jennings County. We weren't at home. <laughs> so I got to get the nerves out somewhere else. Um, and, uh, um, uh, just going out, you know, it's the same thing. And, and with the guys you've grown up with and that you've gone through two a day practices with, that are probably the most grueling things you can ever do. Um, and, uh, knowing that you're going out there and, and it's, it's a, it's a cliche, you're going to battle, you know, but, but you feel that way when you're a high school kid and, uh, it, it was the most terrifying and exciting thing ever. Um, and, uh, Going out there and and uh, the first game I believe we lost to Jennings County on uh, a close game and uh, really helped get the nerves out and then we kind of went on a roll after those first couple of games and, and had a great season. Um, but when you're talking about those guys you want to honor and, and do the right things by it was Roger Dotson, Bob Hosman, uh, Tim Leonard, the legendary Tim Leonard, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, 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 and and one of my all-time uh, biggest mentors, Brett Bardwell. Um, 
you know, that guy talking about him, I might get a little emotional. I still love the guy to death and we haven't spoken to each other in a long time, but, uh, um, meant the world to me. He, 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 he made me, I feel like the, be the athlete and the quarterback that I was, um, and, and let me do the things that probably I did best that I didn't know I did well. Um, and, and until later on. And, and he told me probably. So that's a long answer for a really easy question powers. <laughs> it's no, no, that's good. I mean, what's, you know, as an athlete, when you've got a, when you've got a coach like Bardwell and, mm -hmm. and those other guys who you talked about, who you believe in and they believe in you and they kind of let you do what you like to do, how you like to do it. And you know that that position is yours. How is that? How does that free you up as, mm -hmm. as an athlete and really just as a person? Is that is that something as a as an educator that you've so tried I, to incorporate? There's, there's a huge component of, a, of the relationship piece to that, I think. Um, and you build that with especially when you have great guys like those coaches, I said, um, that was the biggest thing they did with all of us. They built a culture and a relationship with us. Um, and and as a kid. I didn't want to disappoint them. I would have run through walls for them um, and, and, you know, went back and, and became a coach at Franklin um, when I taught in Franklin as well. And, you know, just to kind of think of that mindset, here I am, I, I am a peer to Bob Hosman at this point in time. And I'll never forget, he, he goes, Betts, go set up that drill, this drill for me. And I ran, you know, here I am, I am a teacher. I am a coach. I am a grown man. And I take off running and I grab these uh, pads and I set them all up and he comes walking over with that Bob Hosman walk. I mean, it's a very distinct walk. Um, and uh, he looks at me and just kind of puts his arm around me. He goes, Betts, we work together now. You don't have to set up my drills. And I was like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> I was like, you know, if you ask me, I'm going to go run and do it. <laughs> and uh, so, um, you know, knowing that, that that relationship piece, how big it is and how much it means, um, I have, I have tried my best to do the same thing in my education career, um, not only as a teacher and a coach, um, but as an administrator as well. And, and I think no matter where, or what I'm doing, I, I, I hope that that's always the number one thing. Cause it goes back. One of my favorite quotes is no one's ever going to care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And, um, I try to keep that at the forefront of my mind. Not that I know a lot, but I hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to build that relationship that everybody knows that we care and we're going to work together to get to an, to a, to a common goal. And I think that was huge in all the coaches I've had in my athletic careers. I always eventually knew how much they cared. Yeah. And so your football season, senior football season, yep. how did that kind of, how did that go as far as yeah. the, the whole season kind of an overview of the season? Um, it was phenomenal. Um, we try to remember seven and three, six and four, something like that. So we winning season, um, you know, started out, you know, being the first time, the, the first time taking on a quarterback role and, and doing all those things. Um, it was a learning process. Um, probably started off slow and uh, then it became better. It just got better and better and better. And we started off, um, you know, hovering around that 500 mark and then really came on towards the end of the season when we finally got a lot of guys, you know, we, we had a lot of guys playing for the first time, a lot of guys that hadn't played in, in because that senior class ahead of us was really good. Um, and seeing the growth of all of us and, and seeing where we went, um, we got to a point we hadn't beaten Greenwood. They were kind of the powerhouse team in the county for the longest time in the late 80s, mid 80s, early 90s. And uh, 
uh, our last game of the season was that rivalry game with Greenwood. And uh, uh, a couple of quick stories on that one just that, that have always stuck out in my mind. We're sitting there before the game. We're nervous. We hadn't beaten this team in eight or nine years. And uh, I remember Coach Dodson, a guy who was always calm, cool, collected. I mean, uh, just even keel. And he comes in and, and we all uh, remember he, he the bottom lip quivering. And we're like, oh, it got dead silent in that room. And he knocks over this Gatorade thing that had green Gatorade. And he goes, yeah, obviously Greenwood's green and uh, gold. Uh, and he goes, no one drinks the green Gatorade. We're not letting them get into our heads. You know, something similar to that. And we're all like, heck yes, let's go. No one drinks the green Gatorade. And, and we go out and I mean, we're on fire. And, uh, um, and, and, and it's one of those things I'll never forget because here's a guy who was always even keeled and he, don't you dare drink that green Gatorade and, and knocks the whole thing over. It's everywhere. And uh, we go out and probably four or five of us slipped in the Gatorade and then went out and played. And, uh, but uh, just how inspirational some of those talks and things like that that we still remember and uh, we go out for that game it's a back and forth game the whole way um and uh end up with a drive at the end of the game to where we got close to uh field goal range we had a, a kicker named kyle jarman a guy that uh a great kicker for us i think that we set him up for like a 50 yarder 51 yarder and he misses it i'm not kidding you like left by a couple inches and uh, so it's still tied we come back we get the ball in like the 15 20 drive down some big passes uh to dustin petticord randy phillips and uh a game winning pass I, I can still remember the play uh i believe it was a 98 flood if you can imagine that we overloading one side and flowing left hitting mike siever dr mike siever by the way <laughs> dr mike siever now in the end zone for the game winning touchdown i remember getting hit and laying on the ground and the arms going up cuz i saw siever catch it and uh getting that win for the first time against a rival like that in so long is a memory that i've never forgotten i remember when the 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 final play is done and and um running across the field and I remember Coach Dotson grabbed me, and I've never been hugged and thrown harder in my entire life. <laughs> and uh, uh, to finally, you know, get that win over a, a heated rival like that um, was an amazing, amazing thing. Dude, is that, is that pass play uh, like when you think of high school football playing quarterback? Is that the one that you can always instantly go back to, or is there some other ones that are like that? Oh, geez, the. Chaz, I could probably, you know, those things are etched in my memory forever. My first very, very first touchdown pass is the one that it was in. Remember, we used to have jamborees in Indiana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were playing a jamboree, and uh, um, I think we were playing Zionsville. And it was my very first time getting to throw a pass with varsity guys. I think I was a sophomore. The play I was telling you about earlier, right, where Wettstein threw them to me, I, I threw the same play to Chris Williams. And he laughs about this still to this day. Um, Sophomore, I faked that dive, pop up, throw it to the tight end right across there. And uh, he catches it probably 15, 20 yards downfield. And I see he's gone. I start taking off. I'm running. I think I beat Chris to the end zone. <laughs> I, remember, I remember scoring. And, and William, I was like, yeah, Willie, we scored. He goes, Betsy, how'd you beat me to the end zone? And I was like, I don't know, but we scored. <laughs> and uh, he still laughs about this to that today and reminds me of it. So, you know, it's things like that. And again, Chaz, it goes back to those memories, man. Um, but I was fortunate to play with some phenomenal guys. I talked about Randy Phillips earlier. There's never been a smoother, more uh, 
just all around athlete than I've ever seen in my entire life. And we were best friends growing up from fourth grade all the way through high school. Um, and I've also never played with anyone who told me he was open more in his entire life. Um, <laughs> and uh, he'll laugh about that if he ever hears this. And, uh, uh, you know, just all those passes to guys like that and, 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 and plays like that. The one where we talked about that game against Greenwood, the one to Dustin Petticord was a post across there to the middle. I got hit and I don't know how the world, the kid caught it. I will, I got up and I was like, all right, we got a 35, 40 yard gain. Thanks. Let's go next one. Um, and, and, you, and you see those things and, and, in those plays, um, those are the ones that run back in your memory that are so much fun. And you hope that every kid that played sports has those memories and those fun um, experiences as well. But uh, those guys that I played with, those things are just, they're etching your memory forever. And they're people that you'll never forget. And you have a bond with forever. Do you remember a, a hit you took that you were just like, ah, that that's going to be with me for a while or anyone that you're like, if I, I take that hit today, I don't know if I would have been able to go back. I don't in. know if uh, um, most of those probably were in college. Um, I, I, I remember one at Alma. They had a sand-based turf, Alma College. It was a weird turf. Got hit in the back, landed, and it hurt like I've never hurt. But you get up and you – I remember telling the guy, hey, good hit, man. And, I was, and then getting back in the huddle and going, oh, my God, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> And I got to figure out how to call the next play with no breath in my body. Um, um, but in high school, uh, you know, not not quite as much. Um, I'm trying to think, I've seen guys get hit like that, but in high school, not as bad. College, a couple. I, there was a game in college I got in, and uh, remember taking a hit on the sidelines um, in the uh, old Hoosier Dome, and. Uh, Mom and dad were at the game, and apparently we went on to score a touchdown. I might have even thrown a touchdown pass. Um, to this day, I still don't remember that series. Um, <laughs> Mom and dad, after the game, were like, we saw you on the big screen. You guys got to – you know, that was a great pass or whatever it was. And I was like uh, – I guess it happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and so with everything we know today, I think back on those things, and it makes you worry a little bit. But, uh, you know, it was a different day and time. And – uh um, you know, just another that those and another one, I think in college, I remember leading a kickoff and a, a guy, I don't know, he came out of nowhere. And the next thing I know was looking up going, how in the world did I end up on the ground? Um, you know, the, I don't know where he came from still to this day. He's, he's probably out there sizing me up still to this day. <laughs> Waiting in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of get a little antsy when I get in places I can't see around the corner looking for that guy. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're uh, uh, we're starting your basketball, your senior year. Mm -hmm. year. Um, walk us through that, and then at this point, I'm sure you're, you're starting to think about colleges and everything. Is this when Franklin College came into play, or how did that kind of how did that come about? Yeah, um, you know, playing basketball, I it was it was an interesting thing after my senior year in football. I'd always want to go on and play college sports. Um, you know, colleges start coming to school and want to talk to you. And I remember coaches coming and grabbing me out of class and saying, Hey, this person's here to see you. This person's there. Um, and uh, trying to work through that process, but also hear me wanting to still have fun and play sports in college. And, uh, or I mean, in high school and uh, still got to play the basketball with my buddies. And um, um, it, it, it um, 
we went through the basketball season, had a great time. Um, I knew that wasn't my route. I knew I wasn't going to play college basketball. Um, uh, that, that was never going to be in my in, in, in my uh, future. And uh, trying to just figure out which college was the best for me. And um, uh, I, I remember being recruited by Mike McClure and um, uh, just thinking, hey, being in, in my hometown, um, looked at some other schools, um, some preferred walk-on type of things to some bigger schools and uh, small college um, uh, uh, scholarship type offers and just thought, you know, Franklin College just, when I went through all those things, it just seemed like the right place. And it, and it ended up working out the right way for me at that point in time. And um, uh, But enjoyed that high school basketball season and, and going through with my buddies and um, uh, wishing it would have worked out better and that Center Grove kid wouldn't have hit the uh, final shot in sectionals. Um, so we could have played in that regional down there at Columbus North, um, but it just didn't work out that way. But those basketball memories playing in the old gym and um, uh, doing those things there at Franklin Community High School, um, that's one of the coolest gyms to play in. And I remember the first time getting to run out uh, when they dimmed the lights on the top and and uh, hearing the, the 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 crowd going crazy and and how packed that gym used to be was one of the coolest things to get to be a part of. And I think my senior year we got to play at Hinkle um, for just a regular season game and getting to go to Hinkle and play at a place like that was just a, a an awesome experience as well. Who'd you play at Hinkle? Oh, jeez, I want to say it was. Beach Grove. Okay. Um, and, and by saying play, Chaz, remember that, that my playing time was about four or five down from the coach over on that sideline. So really I had to warm up a lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it was just a neat experience when you go there and, and you get to go into that building and, 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 and see all the stuff going that has happened there and all the history that's in there. Um, and it, just a phenomenal experience. And uh I, I believe we won that game. Uh, we, we we were fortunate enough to win a lot of games, I think, my senior year in basketball, um, and uh, had a great time doing it. And uh, um, just a, a phenomenal experience that 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 I, I can never replace. I'd love to just be able to go in and play basketball at Hinkle again with all my buddies and feel like I was an 18-year-old kid again. <laughs> so and you got the Butler hat on. Is that Was that your college, like, favorite sports team? Uh, I was always an IU guy. Um, okay. uh, um my grandmother was a house mom at a sorority down at IU for about 13 years. And so always been an IU guy. Um, Butler hat is on. I, I got my master's degree from there okay. uh, in administration and uh, have always kind of, once I started kind of going there and, and, and doing those things and seeing the campus fell in love with that campus too. It's a phenomenal place. Yeah, and, it is. Um, enjoy it and, and enjoyed my time there as well. And I, that Hinkle is just uh, it's such a cool building. Uh, and I don't know if you know, I played football at, at Franklin. Yeah. And the, we got to end up playing there a couple of times and the lock growing under the, under the field house, into the yeah. lock, running out of the tunnel under, into the, uh, the bowl that they have there. That place is just, it's so cool. It really I, is. I never got to play football there and, and, but I've heard how cool that place is. And, uh, um, uh, probably a little jealous of you. You, you got to play for uh, Franklin college in some really cool times and, yeah. uh, uh, that playing for the legendary coach Leonard, uh, uh, over there, uh, just a great guy. And, uh, but yeah, Butler, just a, a phenomenal place. Phenomenal place. Well, welcome back, Brian. Did you, uh, lose yeah, sorry about that. That was, uh, I was, I didn't know if I was, it was cause I was outside and it started going or oh, what it was. Chaz and I tried to cover for you. I noticed you left too. And I was like, all right, we're not going to say anything, but Chaz, since you let the cat out of the bag, welcome back, buddy. <laughs> 
I'm not letting them off the hook. I can't. I can't let them off the hook. Okay, so you, uh, you, I, I was hearing you start talking about Franklin and all that stuff, and then yep. that's kind of when I lost it. So yeah, we did a little bit of basketball. Talked about Butler a little bit as well. Wow, sounds great. Sounds great. So your senior year, you're in a you're a track star now too, right? Uh, you know, I, I did. I had no clue what I was doing in track. I just remember Coach Hall going. <laughs> why don't you try this? And I would go try it and it worked out. And uh, then he, why don't you try this? And I would go try that and I would, I would go do it. And it seemed like it would work. I would always ask him, is that good? And he'd go, that's not bad. That's not bad. And, uh, and then he'd put me in it and I'd go run in a, in a meet and, and it did, it ended up pretty well um, going pretty well. And, and, and uh, um, I had no clue what I was doing, but I, I, I got uh, some great coaching from the legendary coach, Mike Hall. And then also uh, Doug Drenth. Um, yeah another one of my all-time favorite people. And, uh, um, you know, you learn so much from, from a couple guys like that, that uh, they, they changed my life. And, and, and I actually had the opportunity to go back and coach with Coach Hall as well and be the sprints and jumps coach at, at Franklin High School for seven or eight years as well. And, um, uh, you know, one of my favorite things to do <laughs> as a kid, I just loved, I loved to get Coach Hall to, to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> was always one of my favorite things because I didn't know what I was doing in track. I just, let's go run and see what happens. <laughs> let's go jump and see what happens. Maybe it'll work out. And uh, uh, just him always putting up with me and some of my shenanigans were always a, a welcome thing and, and uh, uh, hopefully never made him too upset. <laughs> so what events did you end up uh, finding your way into? Oh, Chaz, he had me do everything, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I ended up, I, I was... Uh, we we hadn't won a sectional in track in, since the seventies, um, and and we were uh, kind of slated to to win the sectional um, our senior year, and uh, um, I was seated first in four events. I think it was the hundred, four hundred, four by one, and long jump, and um, I think that's right. Coach Hall will tell you because he still to this day I have to come back and help out at events because I got strep throat the week before sectionals in track and didn't get to run. Oh. <laughs> and he tells me all the time that I owe him 40 points. I think he's taking it year by year. I think I'm only getting one point back a year because he calls me every year to ask me to come help at events. And I tell him I have to because I still owe him. Um, the awesome thing is, is we had such a good team and such young guys. We ended up still winning the sectionals that year. And I remember being at home and um, some of the guys coming to my house because I was cleared to go back and do stuff, but I had no strength. I got wiped out by that strep throat and uh, um, didn't get a chance to do any of that. And, Missed out on that experience, but still got a sectional title because everybody jumped in and took took over some things, and we still won it. And I remember jumping up off that couch when they all walked in the door because you know we didn't have cell phones back then or anything like that, and going, "Heck yes, we!" I mean, I was just—I've never been more excited about something in my entire life. I don't think than, than pop, probably that sectional title that was so much fun. Um, and then we got to—I got to—I got the to, uh, uh, to experience running in a. Uh, regional in the four by one. I got to go back and run in that still not doing great, but got to run a leg in that. And we missed it by a thousandth of a second to go on to state. Um, but my, one of my best friends growing up, Brad Epperson, who I played football with and ran track with, um, he, he ended up winning the state by one inch in the discus that year. And it was cool to get to be a part of his journey through that and, and see him do that. And uh, uh, he's, I think he actually got to be on the anniversary team for the uh, uh, Indiana state, High School Athletic Association track and field uh, honors they just did here not too long ago. He was on that all-time team. Uh, beat a guy named Aaron Gibson, if that name rings a bell, a big guy that was a NFL football lineman. 
and uh, played at Wisconsin as well. And he beat him by one inch. And I think Brad has a picture somewhere of him standing on the uh, winner's podium and Aaron on the one below. But Aaron is still taller than Brad. Brad's <laughs> only 6'1", and Aaron's like 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, He's a monster. He's a big dude. <laughs> um. So you uh, obviously with that and with track and everything that was a lot and and how did that kind of when it came to an end how did did that ever hit you that it was you know your time in high school sports was was over? Yeah, it it, it really did. You know, I think um, and, and this is probably for any kid that ever played high school sports. Those last games of especially for me in football. Um, we lost to Greenfield Central, I think, in the coldest game I've ever played in in my entire life. Um, my senior year up there in sectionals, I think second round. Um, and uh, it, 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 it's so emotional because it hits you, the finality of it. And, and for me especially, it was that sport that I had loved so much and that I cared so much about. And knowing that we were done. I mean, I remember I think Coach Dodson or Coach Hosman finally pulling me up off the ground uh, in the locker room saying, Hey, we got to go. Um, cause I didn't want to leave. I didn't want it to be done. Um, I, I couldn't imagine my life at that point in time, you know, as an 18 year old kid, um, w without these coaches in my life and without these friends in my life and without these competitions that I got to be a part of that have become so much, it, just that emotion, especially, I, I think it was especially big for me in football, um, that it was over. And, uh, even though I knew I was hoping that I got to go on and keep playing, there's just such a special feeling to that high school sport that you, 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 I can't, I can't even explain it um, unless you actually get to go through it. So, you know, that's done and you, and you move on to Franklin college, just kind of um, walk us through your Franklin college career and some of the things that, that were there. And also what was it like throwing to the legendary Jim Larkin? <laughs> Jim Larkin, fastest man I think oh. I've ever, one of the fastest I've ever seen. But if I could put Jim Larkin and Bart Hunter and Rich Jordan um, in a race, I would love to see how that worked out. Yeah. Those, yeah. You know, uh, Bart, one of my best friends ever growing up, and, and I, I always watched him run. And, and then seeing a guy like Jim Larkin in college, that guy, man, flat out fly. Yeah. I, I, I always thought I was actually kind of halfway fast. And then I saw this guy and I was like, Oh man, that that's a whole other that's a whole other thing right there. Um, so uh, uh, it, I, I got to college. My college career probably didn't go as I wanted it to. Um, there were nine or ten quarterbacks that came in as freshmen. Um, I got to be the backup to a guy named Scott Sherry, who was a, the head baseball coach for us at Whiteland Community High School. Now, um, a great guy, great great quarterback, great. Um, uh, great coach for us. He is a phenomenal coach. Um, but just the competitiveness that I noticed um, going to, even to what, you know, in my mind, I thought division three, it's a little less than division two, division one. You know, when you're a kid, you don't know. You get to division three and you're going, man, these guys are all really good. They were all probably the best players on their team in high school. Um, and uh, um, just the, the level of competition and the speed um, that picks up that you don't, you're not really ready for. Um, and, and learning how to catch up to that. Um, I ended up in, in college. Um, I think I got in a few games my freshman year, started a couple as a sophomore as at quarterback. Um, and I think we won both of those. I, I know I came in at Milliken. Uh, I remember this. Scott got hurt. 
I, I think I had re uh, resigned myself to clipboard and hat duty for most of the year. And uh, I remember him getting hurt. And I think I went in second quarter, proceeded to throw three picks, give up a 20 lead point lead um, and uh, <laughs> just really going, all right. Yep. And uh, so I, I have to apologize to Scott. I think that L went on his loss as a starter <laughs> to the start of the game. And uh, um, <laughs> that one should be on my record. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the next two games, uh, I think we played, uh, who was it? Maybe Kalamazoo up there. Um, a struggle. I, I remember still not figuring out the speed and, and just being confused because I, I wasn't used to it and, and things happening so fast. And then we played Alma back at home and we ended up winning the game at Kalamazoo. It was a struggle. It was like a 16, 12 game or a 14, 12, you know, just, Slugfest. No, the offense would not matter. What's that? Defensive grind. Oh, yeah. Game. yeah. Yeah. They, the defensive guys were probably looking at me like, can you please get a first down so we don't have to keep going back out there? Um, and I couldn't. <laughs> um, and uh, and then that next game at Alma at home, I remember uh, it was like all of a sudden this light bulb went off. And everything slowed down and I could see the openings and you could see everybody getting open when they were supposed to and the breaks and being able to time the passes um, and being I remember we were down, I think, 24, 21. And, and we went to the no huddle and ended up coming back and, and, and throwing a late touchdown and then uh, winning that game. And it was the time when it finally clicked. But for me, the terrible thing was Scott got better and uh, I got relegated back to that hat and clipboard <laughs> <laughs> and uh, ended up. Um, playing some defense. I think I went back and, and, and coach Mike Zolnarek, who was our defensive coordinator at that time. Um, I remember him coming to me, asking me to play defense. And I ended up playing cornerback and some strong safety. <clears throat> and then kind of going through the same thing my junior year. Scott, as a senior, uh, kept the quarterback job. Uh, by the way, I'm not good at picking places where there's not a good guy. <laughs> um, and uh, Scott uh, finished his senior year and, and uh, um I think I played some defense that time. And then my senior year played a couple games at quarterback and uh, uh, coaches decided it was time to, for me to do something else. I think they wanted to get some younger guys ready. And I ended up finishing my career there at corner and safety and played some, uh, uh, I think I played slot. I ended up playing both ways a little bit, returning kicks. Uh, my last game that I ever played in college, I remember playing defense and I think I learned dime, uh, dime and nickel on the defensive side and played corner strong safety and they had me play defensive end against Hanover I remember that and I'm going that dude across from me is 6'6 six, six and a monster how am I going to get around that guy anything to beat Hanover anything Man, and you know what it, it was one of the craziest games we always played Hanover tight and uh, my four years in college I remember the two years we played down there it was sunny and warmer than it ever should have been and the two times we played at Franklin it rained and snowed it snowed so hard the game in, in our senior year there um, that at one point I lined up in that uh, nickel spot against and, and their their uh, slot back, their slot receiver was across from me. And we were seven yards apart, maybe at max. And it was snowing so hard I couldn't see him. Um, <laughs> and I was like, please, I hope you run towards me so that I can find you. <laughs> and uh, just slugfest, though, you know, they were always ranked really high and, and, and doing, you know, kind of what Franklin was in the uh, – mid to late 2000s or, or 2000 and, and then still until coach Leonard was there, that was kind of like what Hanover was um, for us in the nineties. And, um, but it always ended up being a slugfest, always ended up being a fun game to be a part of. 
and uh, just always enjoyed those games and the fun times we had playing there. So I'm going to bring up maybe a bad memory for you in that Franklin Hanover. I remember, right. I remember one game. I think it was '96. Okay, and it was they were ranked really high, had a really good quarterback. I think you guys scored late, got a field goal or something like that, and there was probably like a minute, two minutes left, and they drove. Do you remember that game? Yeah. So the funny, this was at Hanover, wasn't it? No, this was at Franklin. At Franklin. Okay, so that was the Franklin one. I was gonna. Uh, that that was that was the one we we were going, and uh, I'm trying to remember. Terry Peebles maybe was the quarterback. Um, was he that, for Hanover? Yeah, had the had the visor. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was he was a stud, wasn't he? He was. He, yeah. yeah, he was. He wasn't. He drove them down and got us. And uh, you know, it's one of those things. We're sitting there thinking, we've got this. We got it taken care of. It's over. And uh, drove him down and, and and gets the win. And uh, that that seemed to be the the typical piece for it. The the one that got me the most. I think it was my junior year. I was playing corner, and I think it was the first play of the game. Quarterback, I forget what his name was at that point in time at Hanover, throws an out route, and I jump it. I've got nothing but green grass in front of me, and I put my hands up, and it somehow goes through my hands, hits me in the chest, and just falls to the ground, and I'm just devastated. I was like, we could have been up seven and up seven zero, momentum, and now I'm going what the world do we do? But again, a slugfest again, where it was just back and forth um, and just fun games to be in. Just, they, they were so much fun to play, play a part of. I've got a exact memory like that. My senior year at Franklin, we were at uh, Mount St. Joe. I played safety yeah. and guy runs like a post route right in front of me. And one of my other guys was right. Was covering him. I think it was, I think we were playing like man to man or whatever. And he throws the ball. It goes through the receiver's hands. I thought he was going to catch it, and I was getting ready to tackle him. And then he misses it completely, and it bounces off. Like I think it either bounced off my face or it bounced off my chest. No uh, worse feeling in the world is their chest. It's so awful because you know everybody's looking at you, going, "How come that guy can't catch?" <laughs> You're like, "I really can. I promise you, I can catch. I, I do it. I swear. <laughs> Give me another shot, coach." <laughs> oh man. All right, so you are uh, you are you're, you graduate Franklin College, the, what we like to call the Harvard of the Midwest. Absolutely, um, you've got you've got your choice uh, of jobs. Just what happened between after you graduated and and kind of now and, and the path yeah. that you went. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough um, to get a teaching job at actually my first teaching job was at uh, Franklin Middle School, um, actually Custer Baker Middle School at the time. Um, and uh, ended up not even being a full-time teaching job. I think I taught half the day with, uh, if you remember, Charlie Blair, yeah. Mr. Blair at the middle school. And then I was a teaching assistant the other half of the day. And uh, I got hired late. It might have been a week before school started. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, still at that point in time, you know, it's. And I thought, all right, this is what my degree is. Let's give it a shot. And uh, ended up um, uh, two guys that have been, in, you know, were, were integral in my teaching career, uh, Jeff Miller and, and Rod Dorsey um, said, hey, we want you to help us coach football. And uh, they they allowed me to coach football with them. And I think they pulled their stipend together to give me a little bit of money to uh, knowing I was a young kid and, and uh, 
um, got to do that. And, and so just kind of took off from there. I coached one year of middle school football. It was, I still have the football in my office at work. It was the only undefeated team I ever was a part of with some great kids. I think we went eight. No. Um, and uh, just some fun times, especially working with those two guys. I had both of those guys uh, were my teachers and when I was in middle school, and then I got to go back and coach and and and, and learn from them. And uh, so from there, continued to teach middle school and uh, for seven or eight years. But I, I transitioned into coaching at the high school level with uh, a guy named Steve Foster hired me <clears throat> and uh, worked with Charles Hessman uh, as the freshman football coach. And we had an absolute blast. I mean, just so much fun. And uh, um, Foster stayed with us for uh, uh, three years, and then he moved on, and a guy named Dave Kudre came in. And uh, Dave uh, was one of those coaches uh, that probably changed my outlook um, on coaching and uh, teaching and just how to be how to be a good person. Um, I, I miss that guy a lot. He, he teaches up in Beach Grove still. I don't think he coaches anymore. Um, but uh, worked with him for three years, and I've never met a more positive, um, energetic person. And he just proved to me that you can be that positive person in kids' lives and other colleagues' lives at all times um, by choosing what how you're going to act and, and your reactions to things. Um, you can wake up every day and be the uh, positive person you can be and make sure everybody else knows that, or you can go the other route. And he always chose to be the positive person. And I, I remember kids always coming to me going, is this guy for real? Is he always this, uh, is he always this excited? Is he always this positive? And I was like, I've known the guy for a while now. And he, this is, this is him, man. <laughs> this is him at all times. And uh, whenever I hear from him, um, it's always the same. And uh, so I, I, I appreciated that and learning that from him and, and was fortunate to have him come through my teaching and coaching career in my life. Um, decided at one point in time when I had to go back and get my license renewal to um, get uh, my admin degree, didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to be like a 70 year old coach with a gravelly voice and a limp um, <laughs> when I retired, you know, and, and uh, uh, when I started going back to get my admin license, some people came into my life during that and noticed things, I guess, that maybe I didn't and said, this might be a good route for me to go to. And then I started the admin career after that and um, kind of bounced around a little bit within the county and enjoyed my time and learned so much with some great people and uh, uh, can't, wouldn't change it for the world. Wouldn't change it for the world. So again, another uh, answer for an easy question, Powers. No, no, it's, perfect. it's perfect. So Real quick, we got a couple more questions. I know you got to get out here. You got that call at uh, at two thirty. You're all uh, right. I'm having more fun doing this. You got a call with the governor, right? You're a big time. No, no call. I'm just, I'm just watching. <laughs> um, so this year, obviously, the the Franklin Whiteland game was was something was a very similar to your experience that you talked about with Whiteland or with yep. Greenwood. Um, yep. Did you? Um, one, did that bring back memories to you? And two, was there any part of you, and you can say no, cause you're a Wyland principal. Was there any part of you that felt, felt good for those Franklin kids? And we're like, I know how they feel. And as, I mean, I'm sure as an, as an educator, you know, you, but, but it's twofold. You're an educator, you know what they're feeling. And that is kind of your home, home school where you grew up. Yep. I'm always pulling for Franklin, usually except when they're playing Whiteland. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's because the, the kids I'm with every single day at Wyland. that yeah. game, um, being at it, uh, 
the snarky uh, texts from friends of mine who are parents of <laughs> Franklin kids. <laughs> I kept getting, hey, how do you like that? And I'd be like, I know it's hard after 22 in a row. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the the fun thing about that is is I would agree with you wholeheartedly, Powers. Part of me, the, the biggest reason I really liked that that happened was because it got Franklin closer to their first winning season in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was tired of hearing my brother saying he had the last winning season as a Franklin high school quarterback. I believe it was 96 or 97. Yeah. Um, and uh, here I was born, by the way. Yes. Chaz, like, how about that? Right. <laughs> um, but, but it's even, I'm glad you were born then and, and I'm getting to speak to you now, but imagine having a brother who had the last winning season. And that's all he kept talking about. Oh man. Um, but uh, uh, for me, that was the coolest thing. Cause you know, even being a coach there, and, and I think we had a 500 season one time under Dave Kudre when I worked with him. I think we went five and five and knew we were so close um, to turning some things around. Um, so to see that, I, I, it, it was a neat thing. You know, I, I enjoy watching Franklin play and, and, and seeing them. It's uh, on a Friday night when we're at our games at Whiteland. And even when I was an administrator at Center Grove, too, for a while, you're always checking those scores. You want to know how your home team's doing and 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 seeing that stuff. And so to see them get over that hump and and, and to 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 beat Whiteland, you know, it does. It brings back some of those memories, like you would say for us at that Greenwood game. Um, now, as the administrator at Whiteland, I felt heartbroken for our kids because I want us to win every single game. Yeah, I want us to win them all. I want us to win them all by fifty, <laughs> and I want us to go win a state championship. Um, and uh, um, so it is, it's heartbreaking for our kids and, and we've built this really neat rivalry between Whiteland and Franklin. That's a lot of fun for the boot and it means a lot to the kids. It means a lot to the coaches and, uh, that's an awesome thing to see and be a part of. And, and so I hope that tradition continues. And I just hope that, uh, uh, Whiteland's up by one next year when that horn goes off. <laughs> now, I have a quick question about that. I still have not gotten a definitive answer of where this boot mm-hmm. I've heard that someone just found it and painted it, and that was really it, but I don't really know. That's a great question, Chaz. I don't know either. I think we need to get to the root of this because I think it started when I was probably coaching. Mm-hmm. My guess, Dave Kudre might know the answer to that. It might have started when Dave was here. So this is going to be – this is going to turn into an investigative podcast the next I think time. it's going to have to. If we just interview like 25 different people in like one – minute clips and say where did the boot come from where did the boot come from and we it's gonna be like is it this american life that podcast that we're gonna yeah. get some yeah. stuff <laughs> so i'm trying to think tracking boot the story yeah i think we need to find out because i don't know I, I i'm trying to remember if we even had that boot when we started it or if we just said it was the boot award i don't and remember scrap everything you've got this is number one I got to text Kudre here soon. I'll find out for you. <laughs> Governor Holcomb, yeah, I'm not going to be on. No, no, we got something more important. We got to figure out where the boot came from in Johnson County. Boot came from. <laughs> All right, uh, Benji. So I got I got one more question for you. Sure. Yes. We, yes. Yes. We do something on here. Uh, they'll leave a question. Um, yeah. So you're the last person on here was Coach Hall. Oh. And and so he said uh, he wants to know your your favorite Coach Hall story. And then uh, the person you have next, the person we've got next is on uh, Monday. I, was that it, Chas? I, I believe so. Monday, and it's Ryan Firebend. 
Oh, Bender. So, so you need to leave a question for Ryan Firebend. You can leave it. You can leave it here. Or you can email it to me. Uh, but uh, I my favorite Coach Hall story. Gosh. Yeah. You already told us a good one with him with him uh, making you making you work all these track meets. Oh, so, so my probably my one that he probably would. I don't even know if he'd remember this. There was a coach hall. We all, you know, when you're a high school boy, you want to, you know, it's hot outside. You want you don't want to run track with a shirt on, you know. Um, it, it, and so coach would always say you have to have a shirt on. And he may not remember this. I was not the best at getting out in time for warm up. <laughs> which was typically a mile being a sprinter. I don't want to run anything yeah. over a lap ever, ever no. it's, it's torture. And uh, so my, I had a little bit of tendonitis in my knee and I'm sitting in there one day having to put ice or warm it up, whatever it is. And I'm sitting there going, coach said, we always have to wear a shirt. All right. So a friend of mine, Ben Yaden, he and I are in there and I go, let's get some scissors. So we take our shirts, we keep the neck band and we keep the bottom band, and there is probably a sliver of shirt holding it together on the front and the back, maybe a quarter inch wide. And now, knowing the coach is going to get mad at us, we both tucked shirts into our extra shirts into our shorts, so that we and we, we ran out there and went right up to him and said, "Coach, do we need to do warm up." And he just looks at us, shaking his head. <laughs> I mean, it might have been the smallest sliver of a t-shirt you've ever seen. I was like, "Coach, we're good, right?" <laughs> and and he just, I think he just pointed and was like, go get a shirt on. And that's when we both pulled him. Coach, we knew we, we had him. You know, we didn't want to disappoint him, but we wanted to try. Again, like I said, we always want to try and get a, a, a good laugh or smile out of Coach. Did, um, did you do the warm-up? You know, the funny thing is, I, if I remember correctly, Yaden used to always get mad because I think Yaden had to do it, but I think Coach told me to go work on long jump. <laughs> <laughs> Yaden, he would always come back and be like, why didn't you have to do – more of us like, man, you don't long jump. I think I just had to go work on long jump. <laughs> I remember, I remember him because he always used to have like he those shirts. He would oh, do that. Always. yeah, always. I, I don't know if he even he may not have a shirt with sleeves on it still to this day. There was, and even he did the whole cut off like, like yep. that, yeah, yeah. I remember. Right. That so that one other story about Coach Hall that I that I, I got to make sure I tell, and that was when I was coaching with him. Um, a couple things, uh, you know, the other part of Coach Hall is he's never forgotten any stat in basketball, I don't think, ever. And he knows more information about Indiana high school basketball than anyone I've ever known, um, which blows me away. When my brother and I coached with him in track, we always used to quiz him and try and stump him. Um, but but the, the story that uh, I'd, I'd like to share with about him more than anything, and, and I don't know if it's a story, it's more of just when we finished third in the state in track, as coaches with, with the, the distance group that we had. Um, and I, I think we had, yeah, I figured you might remember that a little bit powers. Um, the, just the pride and the joy that that, that that man showed with those kids and how much effort they put in with them. Um, when you think of coaches, um, and how much kids mean to them and, and to see the way he was with that group, um, and it just, just phenomenal. Um, you know, you, you hope that you're able to emulate some of those things. And I just remember how proud he was of that group and of the effort they put out and, and, and all the hard work they put in. I mean, you, you hope that you're able to, to do some of those things for kids uh, when you do your educational career as well as coaching and, and, and even in teaching and administration as well. Yeah, that's, that's, he's a, he's a definitely 
been around a long time and has influenced a lot of people. So it's great, great guy, great guy. So I got to give you a question for Bender. Yeah, and if you want to, you can you can uh, email it to me. Um, I, I think the biggest question I think I, you, you should ask Firebend. Um, I, I think for him, and I and I, I probably fall into this same category. What what's it like? Um, going from being a player at Franklin to coaching kids from Franklin. What, what's, what's that experience like for him? Um, okay. I'd love to hear his answer to that. Cause you know, he, he, he went from being a pretty good baseball player playing at Indiana state um, to, to coming back and being the head coach of the program he went through that. That's a pretty phenomenal feat. And I don't know how many of us have gotten a chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We will ask him that then. All right. And then I like to leave on a question myself. Sure. Uh, I'm a big movie guy. Yeah. And I, that you can tell a lot about a person. By I, I know the posters in the back, my man. Yep. So if you had to pick about three to five of your favorite movies that might say a little bit about you or your upbringing or things, movies that you might be attached to or stuff like that, what do you think you would pick? Uh, my all-time favorite movie is Stand By Me. Okay. Um, if you remember that one, uh, River Phoenix, yep. Will Wheaton. R.I.P. Uh, River Phoenix. Yeah, no kidding. Uh I think uh, uh, was it is it Richard Dreyfus is the narrator, and so. uh, you've got Jerry O'Connell in there and uh, Corey Feldman, yeah, uh, in there as well, uh, and even a young uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but the the story about that, and I don't know. Ever since I was a little kid, it, it's based off of a Stephen King novel, but you would never know that mm -hmm. uh, watching that movie. Um, and I think it, it just it harkens. Uh, you know, you back to those times when you were young and you had this little group of friends that probably meant the world to you uh, and the experiences you go through. And uh, that's always been my favorite movie. Um, uh, the, you know, now that I'm a dad, um, it, it's fun to share some of these other movies that I was, you know, like Happy Gilmore and uh, the, the Tommy Boys and some of those funny movies with my with my son. He's like this. What did we watch? The other? He think he watched Forrest Gump the other day for the first time. Not one of my favorite movies. But he watched it for the first time. I was like, this might be the best movie ever. And then I was like, have you seen, do you, do you remember Tommy? Did we ever watch that? And then I show him that that might be the greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, um, so I'm, I'm a huge comedy fan. Um, but I think, you know, saying that with, uh, with with Stand By Me, not the biggest comedy. There's some funny movies in, or funny moments in it. But that's, that's my number one all time. I love how you're like, uh, he watches Forrest Gump, this like super, you know, this critically acclaimed movie just stands. Yeah. He's like, the greatest movie ever and you're just like have i shown you billy madison <laughs> right <laughs> there is a there is a gentleman you need to be introduced to his name is adam sandler <laughs> all right well benji thank you so much for your time and this little trip down oh. lane uh hopefully you don't have a couple hundred emails backed up in your inbox right now but uh 90, it says 90 plus. I don't know what that means. So that, that's that's a lot. It's 91 or 910. So I don't know. Somewhere in between. <laughs> but uh, we thank you so much for your time. And uh, and hopefully this, this ends soon and we can all get back in the building starting next year. So Gosh, that would be phenomenal. And uh, I can't even thank you guys enough for letting me do this. I, I, I thought of memories that I hadn't thought of in a long time. And uh, um, gosh, I wish I could go on and on about all the great people I got to the chance to be with when I was there and uh, probably left a lot of names out and some buddies of mine. And uh, uh, I hope they all know how much they meant to me and how much this means that you guys even thought to have me on mean, means the world.
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Benji. You're a great guy. Uh, hopefully that doesn't re pick up recording when I say that. But it's okay. Well, appreciate you both. And uh, thank you for doing this. This is an awesome thing you're doing to help people uh, know about what Franklin uh, sports was all about and hopefully continue a great tradition of excellence down there as well. It's really cool for me to meet a bunch of people that were there that have been here before because this is my first year here. So it's been oh, like, awesome. a nice like history course of hey, Frank athletics. So it's really if awesome. You want, if you ever want more names of people that would ever want to be on here, you know, one of the guys I never didn't even get to say anything about, one of my really good friends played division one football at Illinois, Mike Krasinoy. Oh yeah. That, that, that's a guy you should get with. He's probably got some great stories. Uh, uh, he was my tight end my senior year, and uh, uh, he was a sophomore at that time and just a, a great guy, probably phenomenal stories, and, and also went on some runs in basketball too. Um, uh, he'd be a great one to talk to. And, you know, a lot of these guys, Brian McMillan, all-state all football guy, um, you know, some great people out there. So if you ever want names, I'd be more than happy to share more with you. Yes. So, all right. Well, we will be here on Monday with Ryan Firebend asking him about coaching and who knows what else we're going to get into with him. So, Good luck with Bender. for Chaz Hill, I am Brian Powers, and we will see you later.